welcome back, everyone, to another exciting episode of Right Down the Street. I'm Brian Barnett, the mayor of the city of Rochester Hills, and as always, your host for this podcast. We thank all of our regular listeners who are joining us again. You know, those of you that have listened before, that Right Down the Street, it celebrates the stories and the perspectives, the backgrounds, and perhaps most importantly, the impact of the people living and working right down the street in our community. And as you know, we have talked to some really great guests, a a wonderful variety of people uh, with a deep connection to the city of Rochester Hills, and today's guest is no exception. I'm excited for you to meet her. Joining me today is Janelle Tischer, a 21-year resident of Rochester Hills. Janelle has a really cool job. I'm actually pretty jealous of Janelle's job, and I very rarely say that because I kind of like mine. But Janelle is the vice president for Category Strategy Oh, at my favorite place, the Walt Disney Company. She's built her career working for advertising agencies in Detroit, representing automotive and telecommunication clients such as General Motors and Sprint. And she would tell you that she is a storyteller by trade, working for some of the great storytellers of our time. Uh, Friends, welcome to the show, Janelle. Welcome. Hi, Brian. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here today. Well, you know that I am a massive Disney fan, so we had to get you on the program. Uh, Tell me a little bit about the work that you do for Walt Disney. Sure. Uh, Well, I'm basically a strategist for Disney. So I work for Disney Advertising, and essentially I help build advertising and marketing programs for restaurant and automotive companies all across the United States. And uh, how long have you been working for for Walt Disney? It's been about four years now. Okay. How is that working for them different from maybe some of the other clients that you've had in the past? I mean, Disney really prides itself on a culture, on, you know, know, you're not an employee, you're a, you know, you're a cast member. I mean, all the different things that, that they work to try to create. Do you see a difference in working on the advertising side? Absolutely. So, you know, like you mentioned, my background really has been in working for advertising agencies where I might have had one or two clients and now I have hundreds. Um, And certainly, you know, there is that Disney pixie dust. It's real. Um, And being able to be a cast member, like you said, is something that I don't take lightly. Having Mickey Mouse on my business card, calling IT and having It's a Small World playing in the background. You know, the, the mouse house and the emotional connection that people have with the brand, yourself included, um, certainly does not go unnoticed. Yeah, I am uh, unapologetic about my uh, my love for all things Disney. Uh, uh, here at City Hall, my uh, my portrait hangs with a hidden Mickey uh, in it. Uh, most of my uh, places where I'm recognized around the city, I've included a, a quote from, from Walt Disney himself. It's fun to do the impossible, which is One of my um, favorites. kind of like being a mayor. A lot of things seem impossible. <laughs> sure. um, but uh, he's uh, provided a lot of inspiration for me and a lot of our organization as well. Um, and so, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, uh, I, I'm similar to you in, in uh, believing that the culture of an organization can make a difference. And, and that culture certainly, it seemingly certainly has. You, you know, you worked for General Motors, I think you said, and some of these other places. 
a big difference in the culture? I mean, can you see it when you're in it? Like, uh, I mean, everybody wants to be successful. Everybody wants to sell more widgets and, and reach more people and all the different things. But, you know, how is it different in the organization that you're you're in now than maybe some you've seen in the past? Sure. If you think about Disney, I mean, it's a brand. We're celebrating 100 years this year. So it's a brand that's based on emotion and creativity and authenticity. And so it, it doesn't go unnoticed that that brand was started, it all started with a mouse. Mm -hmm. And so much more focus on the fact that Disney is a part of it's an iconic brand and it's a part of everyone's culture. And so that is a little different from where I was before. Yes, you know, certainly working and selling cars. Um, and that also is another iconic brand with General Motors. But this is different because this is a brand that evokes emotion. Everyone has an attachment to the brand, you know, whether it was your first trip there to one of the parks or certainly when you saw Star Wars for the, on the big screen as a kid, um, certainly, you know, that emotional attachment to the brand is unlike anything I've ever seen before. It's a great, uh, a great reminder of kind of the business that we're in and in, in, um, in mayor life and in, in, in working in public service, often, often we, I feel we're in the customer service business. Um, and our job is to provide great customer service akin to that of the, you know, usually a, an organization or a group that gets much more credit for it, that being places like Disney, the, the, the private sector. Um, and when people ask who our competition is, uh, as a city, they might think, oh, it's Auburn Hills or Troy or Albuquerque, right? Uh, it's not. For us, I think it's people that do customer service really well. It's Disney. It's Amazon. It's other places that do customer service really well. So we often try to find um, ways to connect ourselves and ways to kind of mimic what the private sector, what folks in your industry are doing. Let's talk about advertising for a minute because it's an interesting field. There are some people, um, you know, that, that get it, that understand it. There are some people out there that feel that advertising and marketing is, uh, um, you know, it's a, it's a game to get people to buy things they don't really need or want. Um, what, what, what do you feel? What, what is your business in advertising and marketing? Sure. I mean, like you mentioned, you know, we certainly are storytellers. And certainly I talk about how, you know, people who have a emotional connection with brands are more likely to spend with those brands. And so for us, we certainly are very aware of consumer behavior. And that's a lot of where I spend my time in terms of how are people consuming media? How are they viewing um, integrations and work that we've done with brands and how are we helping kind of drive the needle for those brands but you're right I think a lot of people question advertising in general and kind of black box advertising um, but certainly um, well you know I, in terms of being a storyteller I, I think of the same the same thing Janelle you know I'm often asked you know what 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 you know in terms of what kind of story you're trying to tell or what what business are you in um, from a marketing perspective, as a person with a marketing degree, everything I do is marketing, whether it's buying a home in the city, the experience you're going to have in our parks, the experience you're going to have in traffic in the city. I mean, all these things you're trying to put a somewhat positive spin so that people understand um, and feel a little bit more comfortable about it, make their own connection to the community. Um, and I love how you say that you're a storyteller, uh, kind of first and foremost, because that kind of takes, you know, advertising, you know, the, the hard edge advertising to really what it is, which is kind of telling a story and connecting you to um, how a product or service might enhance your particular your particular journey. Storytelling with Disney's got to be different because there was one of the groups that have told some of the best stories of all time. How, how does that work for you? I mean, in terms of what you're, when you're talking to 
uh, a potential client. How do you how do you work that into your story? Sure. So every day we're building narratives. You know, you talk about Disney and you think about beloved characters and programming and talent, and it is unrivaled storytelling. You know, not, not everyone is able to have access to the level of talent and characters that we have. But a lot of time it's just telling a simple narrative. You know, what are you trying to do? What's the best story that we can build? How can we help you achieve your business outcomes based on what you've told us? So much like a casual conversation. And at the end of the day, certainly, you know, we have business goals on our own end at Disney, but at the end of the day, it comes back to the mouse. And, you know, we certainly are, are a, a home of what we call eight brands. You think of things like ESPN and ABC and Hulu and Disney Plus, just to name a few. Most people don't realize that that's what it comes down to is a house of eight brands for Disney advertising on top of the parks and the studio and the theaters, etc. I, uh, if you could see me, which you can't on a podcast, uh, I'm smiling because I'm uh, I'm absolutely all into this. If you are into my office or visited my office, you see that in uh, as you enter on the wall next to my uh, university degrees are uh, is one I'm just as proud of, and that is my doctorate uh, from Disney University when I uh, had an internship down in uh, in Disney World down in Florida. Uh, took classes at the University of Central Florida and studied business the Disney way uh, while I was working in one of the parks, uh, which is probably some of the best times of my life. You know, uh, uh, Bob Iger, the CEO of the Walt Disney Company, uh, recently said, people love a good story, and I don't think that will change. And I think, you know, that's probably a, um, a great reminder that that's kind of in the business, uh, and anybody in art, marketing and advertising, that's really the business that we're in is storytelling. Janelle, um, you get a chance to work, and, and I, having worked in a very small way for them, people are always very curious about what it's like to work for, for Walt Disney World. Some people think it's incredible. You know, it's uh, this place that they had amazing experiences when they were younger. Some people think it's sort of got this cult-like following. How would you describe the Disney brand? Disney brand, I would say, you know, it's rooted in brand characteristics. So things like curiosity and wonder and imagination and you know, as we're doing hiring of cast members, these are things that we look for. These are things we would ask in interview questions. Because like I said, you know, we certainly are a company that has been rooted in creativity, rooted in imagination. And that is the common thread throughout everything that we do, whether you're in Disney advertising like I am, whether you're at the parks, you know, it's a hundred years of wonder. Yeah. My name is Brian Barnett, the mayor of the city of Rochester. As we're talking today with Disney executive community philanthropist and AdCraft past president, Janelle Tischer. Now, we talked a little bit about the Disney uh, philosophy and, and some of the things that are important to them. You, your own personal philosophy, you're very involved in our community. You're uh, very much involved in not just the Rochester Hills area, but in, in southeast uh, Michigan. Um, and one of the groups that you spend a lot of time with that I know we've worked on together is Blessings in a Backpack with yep. the Avondale School District. What drew you to that group? What got you excited with them? Maybe share a little bit about what you do with them. Sure. So Blessings in a Backpack is a nonprofit community organization working in conjunction with Avondale Schools. We provide food on the weekends to in-need Avondale students who would go hungry otherwise. So I joined this organization probably about six, seven years ago. Uh, we've been around in Avondale since fifteen since uh, the last 15 years, I should say. We're just celebrating our 15th anniversary this fall. Um, and really what drew me to it is it's a neighbor helping neighbor program. And 
to me, being a part of this community, it was important to give back and recognizing that one street over, we may have kids in our neighborhood who don't have food on the weekends. These are kids who my kids go to school with, et cetera. So every kid should have access to food and not have to worry where their food's coming from on the weekends. So to me, it was really important to make sure that the playing field was leveled and kids are fed. I have a lot of great memories of uh, working in the uh, Avondale School District in particular with, with Blessings in a Backpack a long time ago. Uh, Hillary Duff came yep. and 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 helped alongside the uh, sort of the, the 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 production line of people p- uh, putting together the backpacks. Uh, so great story and thank you for your your leadership um, in that regard. It's a program that means a lot to a lot of people. And I know you're still connected to your university, correct? Uh, I am proud graduate of uh, Western, Western Michigan, Michigan University. Okay. Go Broncos! Go Broncos! Yes, so certainly very proud of that. And to your point, um, you know, I sit on the advisory board for advertising and promotion program and really help devise the curricula and really propelling students for as they seek or as they propelling students as they seek uh, employment after graduation how to set them up for success and speaking of success um, you've had a lot personally Um, I know one of the groups that I'm familiar with here in Metro Detroit uh, is called AdCraft. Yes. Uh, anybody in your industry knows exactly what AdCraft <laughs> is. Um, but if you if you don't, um, you are past president of AdCraft Detroit. AdCraft Detroit is the oldest nonprofit advertising association in the nation, founded in 1905. You were the 115th president and only the ninth uh, woman to ever lead the organization. Yep. Talk a little bit about that. That's got to be a pretty cool opportunity. It was an incredible opportunity. You know, certainly, you know, we talked a little bit about giving back is really important to me. And and one of the areas that I want to give back was professionally. And so being able to serve as the 115th president was incredible. And being the ninth woman uh, to do that um, really uh, was a highlight of my career. You know, granted, the path was paved with eight before me, and certainly there will be many more women after me, um, but certainly something that was really important to me and also as a, as a parent of a daughter, um, for my daughter to look up to me in that vein as well. Speaking of that, and that, that's a great, um, that's an absolutely fantastic passion and, and message. Um, are there things being done in, in the advertising industry to support the you know, career go- growth for women in particular? I mean, you know, I think you know, one of the ad- uh, per outside perception is that uh, um, you know, it's a challenging field, maybe more male-dominated in the past, at least initially. Uh, do you see that changing a little bit? Do you see, you know, I mean, obviously you're part of that, but from the inside, do you see some of those things happening, opportunities for women more and more? 100%. You know, I look at what we were doing at Disney. We've got bergs that are set up that help for women advancement. We've got belong mentoring programs helping in the uh, DE&I, diversity, equity, and inclusion and belonging space to help foster uh, future generations of leaders within Disney. I look at the work that we've done at AdCraft. We have a mentorship program that I um, helped create a couple years back and certainly am very proud of that, working with seven different universities across the United States to really help propel that next generation of marketing leader, both men and women. And then from a female perspective, I would say, you know, I've done a lot of work with She Runs It, with that mentorship program. Um, So it's really important to me to help propel the next generation of leaders and especially female leaders. Yeah. What what would you say to someone, that exact group you're talking about now, uh, to someone listening who is 17, 18, 19 years old, thinks this might be something they want to get into? 
what would you tell them is important to uh, either to do or to think about or to connect themselves with? Sure. I would say advertising is a great field to get into, but you've got to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. You mentioned a lot has changed in the last 20 years. Frankly, a lot's changed in the last two years, three years as a result of the pandemic. Um, and, and part of that really is just educating yourself on the industry in general. What is it all about? It's about personalized experiences. It's about data. It's about knowing who your consumer is and how behavior has changed. But certainly there's so much can be learned along the way and you have a lot of fun in the process. Yeah, there are some um, some great examples. Uh, I've had a chance to meet with the team when I was doing some things as the president of the U.S. Conference of Mayors uh, with the team in Texas that came up with the Don't Mess, than t- Don't Mess with Texas ad. Um, that whole campaign, which of course is, was wildly popular. Had a chance to meet the gentleman um, with uh, Fiat Chrysler at the time who came up with the, um, the, the Detroit, the, the, the M&M uh, commercial that really kind of changed the Super Bowl launch. Um, and there's some great brands out there uh, that have done some great jobs. One, one <laughs> marketing uh, story that's top of mind right now is what's happening with the Bud Light folks which has been a, you know, a from an industry and outside industry story, has been a wild ride. Bud Light took a significant risk, you know, considering maybe their traditional market, and the market responded, and they've responded with some, you know, some, some reshuffling and so forth. Um, when you see that happening, um, you know, any, any thought on either what they did right or what they did wrong, or, or is this just kind of, you know, how marketing has changed and how marketing will need to continue to change moving forward? Yeah, I think over the years, you know, you've certainly seen brands that have taken some marketing missteps. And to your point, consumers responded as such. And so, you know, there are obviously guardrails that are in place uh, for brands, but sometimes things go a little off the rails. And, you know, it's a real tricky and sticky uh, mess that um, some brands have found themselves getting into. Unfortunately, um, some things stick and some things don't. Is there, um, you know, you often hear some people say, you know, there's no such thing as, as, as bad publicity. Would you agree or disagree with that? I think that you can see some bad publicity, which translates, and, and you've seen brands that have taken a hit, whether it be from a stock price perspective, uh, from a revenue perspective, and sales, et cetera. Um, so I think that you can see some, some bad publicity. It still is out there. Yeah. Um, I have to know this because, you know, as we near the end of our time together, favorite Disney movie? Ooh, great question. Um, my favorite Disney movie, I would say, was Up. I love the quote that adventure is up there. All right. I'm sorry. I love the quote that adventure is out there. Okay. Um, and, you know, I love, uh, one, you know, we are big fans of Animal Kingdom when we go to the parks. Right. Um, and so... Um, Doug and Kevin and, and Mr. Frederick, um, some of our favorite characters out of Up. Uh, so that's, that would be my favorite Disney movie. You know, it, um, I have to say this because a little bit of a plug for Innovation Hills, but if you've been to Innovation Hills, you yeah. know, we've got that tree of life. Ours isn't quite as big as the one in sure. Animal Kingdom, but it's mimicked after that sort of tree of life as you see uh, yep. as you walk in the park, that center focus and from anywhere in the park, you can see that and it kind of gives you a uh, a sense of space as to where you are. Um, lots of things, you know, the more and more people know about what's happened in this community, they'd see the influence that Disney has had on me and then has had on our, our team. Um, and speaking of influence, Janelle, um, who are some of the people that influenced you, uh, both professionally and personally? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I take inspiration from a lot of different places. It's not really one person in particular, but a bunch of different places. Um, you know, I look at my kids, um, you know, I'm a proud parent of, of a son who's 14 and a daughter who's 11. And I look at their sports pursuits and I look at my son who's big into lacrosse and middle of winter, he's out in the backyard shoveling a foot of snow uh, and out there doing his thing. Um, I look at other women leaders um, in our industry who have helped pave a path for people like myself. I look at my mom who, you know, growing up in the late 60s, early 70s, very different time for women um, and how it's much easier for me than it was for her. You know, scholarships went to men. They didn't go to women. Um, and it was a battle kind of between the two. And then things kind of worked out, out differently um, as a result. Um, but certainly taking inspiration across the board um, from many different people in my career. And you've lived here in the city for a long time. What drove you to choose Rochester Hills? Yeah, we love Rochester Hills. I mean, for me, it was the community. You know, we live now on an essentially uh, what is like a nature preserve. You know, we look out in the backyard and we see the deer and wild turkeys and coyotes and red-tailed foxes. It's like and local animal kingdom. Local, it literally is. We call it the animal <laughs> kingdom, literally. Uh, herrings. And so I love that. I love our neighborhood. I love our schools. You know, you talk, we talk about Innovation Hills. It's where we take our family pictures every year. Mm -hmm. You know, we take our dog you'll love this. He's a Disney dog. His name is, of course, Lincoln McQueen. Uh, so we take our dog up there and we walk him on a regular basis. And so, you know, I look at where there's a lot of communities in this Southeast Michigan area. And so for us, it's a great place to live, work and raise a family. We love the restaurant scene, uh, the village of Rochester. We're up there pretty regularly, you know, <laughs> Lululemon, we're there regularly. Uh, but, um, you know, that's what drew us is, is yeah. really that sense of community. Well, you even nailed the tagline, live, work, and raise your family. I mean, it's, I like, mean, it's, not, even, it's not even written anywhere. That's see? impressive. I Look mean, at I that. Like that. I do want to say that you did give one wrong answer today, though. Uh -oh. um, the best movie is not up. Oh. It is a tie between The Little Mermaid and The Lion King. I'm sorry, you're just wrong Hakuna on those. Matata, I you're mean. You're just wrong on those two things. Okay. The songs that you can sing, the, the I mean, those, those are classic. You can't beat those up. Unique pick, but not the best. I'm sorry. It's just. Well, you know, now we do have a live action uh, Little Mermaid coming out. So that certainly uh, will be something for you to look forward to coming up very soon. You know, talking to our folks in the movie industry, Disney is such a behemoth. I mean, their season generally rotates around and, and revolves around when are the next big Disney pictures coming out, whether they be Star Wars or or the the, the, the animated tell sort of being retold in the live action Um it is a huge driver of entertainment, uh, of course, nationally. But even when you look at the people that own the local movie theater, sure. they're looking to see what Disney's production schedule is like in terms of when they hire and what they buy and, and how they market and schedule. I mean, that is such an incredible, uh, incredible impact. Uh, Disney and the Disney, uh, the Walt Disney World Company has had uh, one of the more, I think, impactful, uh, when you talk about you know, people the last hundred years, uh, Walt Disney and his impact, I think, and and on our country and our world, uh, is 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 a top ten, uh, along with some of the great world leaders of our time, at least in my book. And so I'm always love uh, love getting the chance to talk about uh, Disney, Disney World, Disney culture with people, especially when we're able to bring an absolute expert on the program as we were today. Uh, Janelle, thanks. We always end the program with one question. Oh boy, I'm curious. And what it, what is it going to be? It's a it's a tough one, but oh there are no wrong answers oh. to this one, so you can okay. relax. You've but, really teed this up here so let's see 
You've asked, we've asked the same question to astronauts and athletes and famous people, and now we're going to hear from Janelle Tischer. If you could have one meal with one person, who would it be, and where would you eat? So our favorite place to eat, honestly, is the Yachtsman at uh, Walt Disney World. Um, it actually is in the Yacht Club, um, the best meal in my opinion. Um, and who would I bring? I mean, that's a toss up because I'd love to bring my family members. Um, but I think I'd go with my dad. So my dad passed away uh, when I was 11 and I would love to be able to spend more time with him. Yeah. Great answer. That's the first time I've heard anyone say the Yachtsman. I, I'm familiar with it because you know what uh, the the Yacht and Beach Club also has the best pool on Disney property. Are totally you with me agree. on that one? We have, you know, we uh, try and hop around to a lot of the deluxe resorts, and that is one of our favorites. Uh, the pool is pretty amazing. Wouldn't recommend it at spring break time because it gets a little busy, <laughs> uh, but um, it's the the smells of the resorts that if you think about going there. Uh, it's the smell that you are probably thinking of. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great uh, a great spot, a great place. Disney Insider Trips. We are going to leave this program by giving your personal cell phone and the promise that you have access to lots of free tickets for anyone who calls. <laughs> right? Uh, I certainly uh, do have a lot of Disney tips. I mean, like I said, you know, I've been there many many times. We are fortunate to go on a very regular basis, so I do have some. Uh, key tips that was tips not tickets yeah friends. that was tips, tips not tickets, not tickets. For well sure. listen this has been an awesome conversation janelle thank you so much for taking the time to uh give us an update on uh on, on your experience with disney and what's happening in the advertising and marketing world thank you for all that you're doing for um for the next generation of uh, specifically women leaders in that field as well very much appreciated and for those in our audience thank you for joining us as we always appreciate uh being your help put us in the top 50 percent of podcasts in the country according to buzzsprout last year and we're continuing to grow each and every week we appreciate that uh, we will continue to listen and learn from the people who live and work with you and me right down the street until next time so long thank you and god bless